Hi there, I'm Matt Williams, I'm the Drone Mentor, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Drone Mentor podcast. Hey there, it's Matt Williams, I'm the Drone Mentor, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Drone Mentor podcast, where today I'm going to be bringing you something a little bit different based on the feedback that you have been sending to me. So thank you to all of you who've joined the community or emailed me, hello at thedronementor.com, if you want to do that, um, to let me know what you're enjoying or maybe what you would like to hear and what you would like to see or listen to um, eventually when this hopefully goes over to video as well. Um, Based on that, what the kind of feedback we've had, if you're listening to these in sequence, if you're listening to us live or as these drop, um, is that from the last episode where I talked about pivoting and we gave you a couple of examples, you'd like to hear more. And you'd like if I could bring you the story effectively of someone in the community who has done that. Well, I've managed to reach out to someone and I suppose full disclosure wise, this is um, the person we're going to speak to today, a chap called Peter Campbell, um, who has successfully pivoted um, within the drone industry from being a drone operator um, and did that for a couple of years quite successfully over to um, a manufacturer within the space building drone in a box solutions. So, you know, taking that kind of um, the superpower, his passion, which it turned uh, well, in fact, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil it. I tease you with that a little bit um, because he talks about it in the uh, in the interview, um, in the piece that we did together. Um, yeah. And uh, and how he took a passion and applied that to the drone industry, which is exactly what I've said we should be doing if you want to operate within this sector, within this industry, um, and maybe pivot into whatever your superpower is or what your passion is and apply that with the drone technology and the opportunities that that presents to us into what you want to be doing. And that's exactly what Peter's done. Um, like I say, full disclosure, Peter was um, a student of mine and he came through our regulatory training packages um, in the UK a, f- a number of years ago um, and then went on to do private well group coaching and then private coaching and mentoring with myself so um, which is a service that we provide as well and you'll be hearing more about that um, on the drone mentor soon so yeah Peter's done that in the past that's got nothing to do with it though it was just someone who I could reach out to and I could bring you because um, Peter's story is fascinating and and the way he's evolved and as I say pivoted hopefully is a good one for all of us so I hope you enjoyed the interview um, let me know if you want to hear hear more things like this because I can bring more of that to you. So without further ado, let's dive on in and welcome Peter Campbell from iDeployer. Okay, so we are here then, as I mentioned in the intro, with Peter Campbell. Um, Peter, thank you for joining us. First guest on the podcast. Great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. No, it's a pleasure. Mate. times in the UAV industry. That's it. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And and thank you for joining us and for being here. I know you're you know, busy man and um, really do appreciate you taking the time out. And I think it's it's really important. And this is why I wanted to get you on in particular, um, because we've worked together in the past, um, over the last few years. And last week's podcast episode, if people are listening to these in order, which I know a lot of people are, um, you know, thousands of people now are, are tuning in and listening to this, which is amazing. Um, but in terms of helping them, on the last episode, I talked about the importance of pivoting in the industry if there's something that you come across that you find is better for you or if there's something that you come across which um, which kind of you naturally start to lean towards or you see an opportunity that you can fit into, uh, you know, rather than everyone fighting in the red ocean as we talk about yeah. it, which is the the kind of the, the lower levels, I'd say, within the drone industry where everyone's doing the same thing. Um, it's, it's that pivot. And what is amazing is that there is someone in the community 
you know, well, lots of people in the community, but someone who I am directly connected to in the community because of our relationship that we, we might get onto towards the end of this, um, our relationship over the last few years, that has gone through that and started out doing one thing and thinking, yeah, that is going to be the thing I'm going to do, and then saw an opportunity, pivoted into it, and is now, you know, very successful um, and, and growing a, a rapidly growing a company in that arena. So, yeah, if you could just take a few seconds to kind of introduce yourself and, and let everyone know what it is that you do now, and then we'll probably go backwards and, and talk about where that came from, if that's okay. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you very much for the for the intro. And um yeah, I, I, I guess it, it's um, for me. We 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 had no choice but to pivot, uh, and that's what's brought us to where we are today as a drone automation manufacturer. So we now design, build, manufacture docking stations that house off-the-shelf drones, commercial drones. Um, so drone service providers can now automate what they do, and that's where we are now. And um, it's been a journey over the last two and a half years of, of learning this new role, if you like, that we've, we've, we've now sort of found ourselves in, um, you know, going from drone pilot to, to manufacturers of technology is, is quite the pivot, but it doesn't have to be such a big pivot. Um, that's just where we ended up and, and um, where we've now found ourselves. Um, so it's been, a, been an exciting two years um, but also we've we've learned an incredible amount about automation and about how we can now fit in 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 sort of uk airspace with that uh, with this industry yeah it's really interesting so the, the the space that you are in now did you have any kind of specific background if you like in that before you pivoted into it or is it a, a new skill that you've had to learn from scratch and get the expertise and the help and the guidance on yeah so to be honest we we within the team so there was three or four of us and um my brother who is um who's come from a, an it database background so experience in coding experience in technology and then myself who's just that kind of person who gets hands-on and likes building stuff so I built my own conservatory at home and you know do all that diy stuff and just thought that's what I enjoy doing most is that hands-on, um, hands-on sort of building and construction and design and engineering and but never really went down that path in education. So I didn't go down the education path because I found myself in retail and you know working you know in, in management level and earning a good salary. You find yourself now that is that is where I am at. Um, so it, it sort of we, we've learned everything. So over the last two years we've gone from being drone pilots and a database engineer basically to now engineers of of autonomous technology um and that's been through um you know learning some of the the, the mistakes on the way um and trying not to repeat those mistakes um learning from industry experts you know where you can get you know, free guidance from. So we, you know, we hooked up with a couple of universities, um, you know, and they provided us um, through different grant applications and, and different assist programs, some of the, the, the skill set that we needed to, to get where we are today. Um, so I think sometimes people are afraid to make that, that pivot or that jump to something new because they worry that they ha- haven't got the skills. 
that somebody out there has. Um, and it's just finding that person and you can either get that free through, like I said, through grants and assist programs, or um, you can go the expensive route and, you know, pay for that skill set from the outset. But that's always a really big risk, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I think that's really interesting, actually, the point that you raised there, because, um, you know, it's not about necessarily having that expertise yourself or um, or even or even potentially having it in-house. It's it's about learning what you can leverage. And, and I suppose the problem with that is you don't know what you don't know, right? Like you don't yes. know that those grants are out there. You don't know that those opportunities and, and those things are out there. But I think, you know, you are a kind of shining light in that respect in so much as I think a lot of people from the feedback we've had from the, the episode about pivoting, a lot of people are interested in it. There are quite a few people who have done it and have come out of the the woodwork, if you like, um, and, and said, yeah, I've, I've done that as well. And it's going really well. I'm going into ground based filming or I'm going into this. or I'm going into that. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it, I think this is what people need to hear is that it is possible even if it's not something that you necessarily are an expert in, but you've got to become an expert or you've got to lean on experts within the space you want to go to or bring that expertise in if you can afford to and that will probably help accelerate things right yeah absolutely because you know we, we when we first designed our our prototype i remember i sent you you were the first person to see the video of it and it, you know we were really proud of it at the time but you look at it now two years on and you know, you know, it's almost like why would we ever even build something like that? <laughs> yeah. But you've got to, you've got to. That's the way you learn, and that's the way you. Um, and it's it, it's the same if you go into do a job that you've not necessarily got a skill set in. So if a, if a client says, "I need this specific data set," and you don't know, go out there and find out. And you may make a mistake, or it may not be as good as it could be. Mm. Um, but you you will learn from that. Um, and there will be somebody out there that will just give you that information free of charge, yeah. give you that support and guidance. Um, you know, never say no. And we, we, you know, we built our systems from the ground up um, and learned so much along the way. So you know, you, it's almost like we started off with really low quality Amazon parts, and now we're buying, you know, hundreds of units of each part from you know, from really reputable manufacturers. So we've got a system that is reliable. Um, and that's the journey you go on. You go from, you have to learn everything as you go and you have to, you know, be willing to make mistakes because you will make mistakes. Um, yeah. uh, and we've certainly made, made some. And, but as long as you don't repeat them, that's the key, isn't it? See, and that's it, right? And that's one of the things that, um, and, and like I said at the beginning, we, we might try and touch on this. That's one of the things that I think I mentioned to you guys when I was mentoring you a couple of years ago at the outset, right? It's like, don't be afraid to just get out there and start doing it. Put yourself out there. And that's, I think, one of the hardest things for us to do. But that means that I think for those of us who do that and get better by iterating um, and, and yeah. practice and fail and, and but use that failure to learn and, and then do it better the, the next time. That's what makes it, uh, I think, that's the journey, which is amazing. But yes. it, it's also the, the thing that people need to realise, you know, don't be so scared that you don't start. Don't use that as an excuse almost. Yes. And I understand there are people out there who aren't in a position. They're genuinely not in a position where they can give it a go. But start off small, you know, like, um, and, and again, you know, I go back to the mentoring that I did with you guys. I'm, I'm open and honest with it as I am with everything that I try and do, right? The, um, 
uh, people look at me and they go, oh, Matt's so confident. Oh, he's so good on the camera now. Oh, he's so... I, I wasn't, right? Like, mm -hmm. when I start out, well, started out doing stuff, and, and I will put some of this in our members area when I launched the Drone Mentor Academy, it's so embarrassing. Well, I'll put it out there. I don't care now. But, um, like, the first videos I did and the first podcast episodes I did, even on this podcast, it's been going for two months now, but I feel so much more comfortable now because mm -hmm. I've forced myself to do something that I've never done before and done two episodes a week every single week come rain or shine, or the kids at school or not. And actually now I think it's getting quite good, right? Like, it, it, we're yeah, getting absolutely. into swing. And in a year's time, it'll be even better. And, you know, there's nothing to be, you know, you say you look back at that first video and it's like, oh, what were we thinking? But <laughs> actually, I was so proud of you and I still am because you did it yeah. and you've done it. And now, if you hadn't done that one, you wouldn't be sat where you are now. You wouldn't be making the amazing videos that you're making now. Not saying that one wasn't because it was, but you wouldn't <laughs> be there if you yeah. hadn't done it and then iterated. And that's that's a big part of, of I think, start trying something different or pivoting into a different area. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, I always, you know, I, I do comment on your, your post quite often, which I always draw back to to that course we went on it because because one of the comments in there was that if you don't go out there and do something that's uncomfortable for you, you will never, you'll never do it. And, you know, the, it, it, for me, it was going back and looking, uh, re-watching all of those videos that we went through during that course. And it was a year later that I went back and through it. And I, I learned so much because you've got to have that grounding as a, as a leader, if you like, and as, a, um, as an owner of a business, you've got to have them grassroots. Um, mm. If you don't have that and you don't have that skill set, you will struggle as, you, as the journey goes. Um, you know, even some of the marketing information we did and some of the how to get the best out of, um, you know, your YouTube videos and, you know, how to, you know, contact people via email just out of the blue and just go out there and get leads and all of that sort of thing that I learned from that course just mm. resonates now. And I still remember that I learned it from that point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and hence why, you know, 12 months down the line, I then contacted you and said, look, I'm starting this new business and I want to engage with the CAA. And we did that, you know, gave a lot of guidance on how we do that. Yeah. Not always, you know, not always um, successful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the point was, is, you know, the, these conversations allowed us to design a system that is safe in UK airspace. Yeah. Had we not had them conversations, we probably would have went away and designed our system and designed our automation, but not really considered every single safety asset we possibly could. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a huge step to make, but, you know, if you've got the skill set or you want to learn skill set, just go out there and, you know, you know do it. Yeah, and I think what, one of the things, actually, looping back into something that I picked up on that you said um, uh, probably seven or eight minutes ago, was that, um, you know, you are an avid DIYer, you are into making things. And, you know, so almost then the, the question is, is it a passion for creating things and making stuff that has led you to this pivot that you've made? Is that, do you think that that, you know, is helping you or is it because you subconsciously or, or even consciously maybe wanted to scratch that itch and you saw an opportunity to be able to do that if you brought in the right people and the right help and the right expertise? Is that, do you think that's why you ended up where you are or or, or not? Is that? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, 
at some point in, in, in your life, in everybody's lives, you have that moment of why am I doing what I'm, not, I'm doing? And you question yourself. And yes, I enjoyed going out and doing um, the remote pilot work and, and working with the clients, but did, did I really enjoy it? And did I go home every night thinking oh, I had a great day at work? No, I didn't. And the same when, when I was working in retail, I had that same feeling when you get home every night and you just didn't enjoy what you did. Um, and you you know it and this probably resonates for a lot of people lockdown got us thinking didn't it mm. because all sat sat in a room with ourselves with nobody else to talk to apart from our close family and you think what this is the moment now you've got to do something yeah. um and, and that's the moment i chose we 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 were stuck in our conservatory at home me and my brother um we had a client actually that rang us and said we need you to come out and do this work still we have to have this data um, I, I, I said, we can't, we, we're not allowed to work. Um, um, we, we couldn't do it at the time. You know, the first lockdown when no one was really sure, not even boys were sure what the hell we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no one was really sure. So, we, you know, we, the client said, well, can you, do, can you just, um, is it possible to do it without a remote pilot? And that was the light bulb moment. Interesting. We, how do we now automate drones how can we automate our current fleet of drones so we started googling and researching and you know that's where drone in the box systems came up right and there was nothing out there that had that full solution from start to finish yeah uh, so software hardware uh, the service element and the off-the-shelf drone and that's when we just bought a load of fomex from diy from from the hobby store some woods and just started building different docking stations and working out how we get it to come in and out and how we'd open it and and that's how it started interesting and where where could people find out what your current solution is then what you guys are up to at the moment where can they go to to get that information if they want to check it out so you can visit the website ideployer.com okay um so idi and then p-l-o-y-e-r ideployer.com um but on the website then you can find out everything about our systems and what we do um you know, we've we've deployed systems now uh, across the globe. Um, so originally, when you start a business, you think it's going to be local. Yeah, uh, you think your, your work's <laughs> all going to be around the corner. And um, when we launched the, our first product in May twenty one, which was sort of um, you know production production one, if you like, um, where we learnt, but we were, we were sort of really selective about the clients we had. So we selected ten drone service providers who wanted to be early adopters of automation and they provided us huge amounts of data over the last year to make our systems as good as they are today. Um, but yeah, all of our clients have been outside the UK. So, you know, US, Israel, um, you know, Far East, uh, across Europe, um, which then posed a different challenge about how do we then provide service to them? Yeah, of course. Clients outside the UK. But yes, that's where you can find us. And um, yeah, we can... You know, you can register a, um, a, a call with us and we can show a demonstration and, um, you know, show you what the system's all about. Great stuff. Thanks, mate. Well, what I'll do, I'll drop a link to that down in the um, in the podcast description below so people can find it um, and over in the blog episode that will drop over the next probably six weeks about this as well. Um, 
Because it's really interesting. Like I say, you know, it, it's it's a, an up and coming area. I think within the the drone industry, I I know, and it was quite controversial. Um, it turned out it wasn't meant to be that way. Unlike unstrange for me, right? Because I um, I'm not one to shy away from controversy, as many of you will know. Um, but in the right way, hopefully, in a constructive way. But I put a post out a couple of weeks ago saying the next big thing in the drone industry and FPV being for me the next big thing in the drone industry. Right? It's what I'm going to start focusing on in. Um, because I want to get back to doing some flying again um, now that I'm, you know, health-wise back up and running and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, and that's what I'm looking to do. And, and lots of people are like, oh, no, it's not. It's automation. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I get that, right? Okay, so for my target audience, for my demographic, people who are starting out, FPV, I think, is the thing people need to be thinking about, not the Mini 3 Pro or whatever is out at the time. Um, but, yeah, I think genuinely, you know, the... Um, the automation, the AAM, the urban air mobility side of things, the, the, the mm-hmm. space that you guys are in is probably the most exciting space. And, and I would like to think the most scalable space, um, you know, over the next few years, if not into the future, because the drones are capable now, the aircraft are capable, the systems are there. I mean, we are not even required um, mm-hmm. to do the majority of the things that like why would you want someone stood there flying the drone while it's doing the inspection while it's doing the security sweep or while it's doing you don't need to get the drone to do its thing and all we care about is the data and this is what i've always said to people right you'll attest to this it's about the data Data. not about flying the drone but actually more than that it's about actionable data people don't even care about the data now they just need to know is there anything I need to do about it? Yes. Right. Yeah. I'll send someone out around that perimeter to check the, that people who've come into the work site, you know, or whatever it might be, or um, as it is on the, the English channel, right? Like the, the drones that they've got now looking for people crossing the channel or for, yeah. um, for people in trouble who are trying to cross the channel. You know, they don't care that the drone is out looking. They just care about that one person that they need to get out there and help and rescue now. And that's, yes. I think, where you're helping the industry move to. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, no, very welcome. I, I, I think we had an interesting call with, um, there was a group of drone pilots, actually. So we put a call out to drone pilots to say, we need you to test our systems. And we need to prove to CAA that these systems are safe in UK airspace and that we can then have a huge amount of data to provide that significant body of evidence that they need, um, that they're safe. So we... You know, we put a call out and we got this group of Joe pilots on the call and it turned into a, you know, I don't like using the word negative, but it turned into a, a feedback session on you're taking pilots' jobs away. <sighs> and, you know, you know, what I'd say is it's this automation isn't about taking jobs away. There's specific use cases for these systems. Yeah. So whether it's dangerous areas, whether it's misper searches. So we, we, we supply documentation to two UK police forces and they're using them to for search and rescue. They're using them for first responder. So, um, you, you know, there's there's an element there also of the fact that, um, you know, there is a lot of um, incidents or accidents from drones that are caused by human factor errors. Um, and with automation, there is very little human interaction. Um, in fact, our systems, you can automate, you just press a button and it will completely automate from you know, from takeoff to mission to land to uploading the data. Nice. Um, so it's, it, it, it isn't about taking jobs. Um, you know, it's a really, it's a difficult conversation to have to a drone pilot that it isn't about that. 
Um, in fact, we're probably creating more jobs yep. by doing what we're doing than, um, you know, than doing um, standard sort of drone operations. As a, as, a, as a drone solution provider, when I was doing surveys and inspections, it was probably one or two of us. Yeah. You know, we're talking about automation now where we, we're going to have, by the end of this year, probably 15, 20 people. Yeah. We wouldn't have had that as a drone service provider. And I think, um, sorry, mate, to jump in, I think the, yeah, the important point to take away from that bit that you've just talked about is that, you know, we're talking about pivoting. Actually, like for me, it's like the, um, it's like crude aircraft, right? Like manned aircraft now, like helicopter pilots, oh, drones are going to take our jobs away. Well, do you know what? Start learning about the technology now so that you're available to pivot to become a trainer or an instructor or a type rating examiner on the new uncrewed systems when they mm -hmm. start to take your jobs. Put yourself in a position yes. now where you are able to take advantage of the opportunities that are going to come. And and again, you know, you'll attest to this. I've been I've been doing this teaching in this industry now since 2014. Right. It's quite a long time. I mean, it's not a long time, in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of the age of this industry, that was the very beginning. Right. And I've said all along that it's not about the drone. It's about the data. And the drones aren't coming. They're here. So mm -hmm. stop fighting it and find a way to leverage the tech or move into and pivot yes. into that use case the the use yeah. cases that might exist you know and if you look if you look at the moment with um you know altitude angels corridor and the expansion of that and the government backing for the expansion of that corridor and, and beef loss operations and you know it's if you if you have a, a and this isn't a sales pitch but if you have a docking station as part of your fleet of drones and you can rent that out to somebody in that corridor and you've got permissions to do it and we've got the integration that makes it safe it's it's just another it's another um, service that you can provide mm. um, as an addition to a remote pilot. You can just leave that documentation in that place. Um, and what I'm selling what I'm selling to clients is that this isn't about the documentation. It's about the data at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, exactly what you've just said. You you know the amount of data you can gather by that drone just going on continuous automated missions um, that potentially you could provide to a construction company in the future to say we've already surveyed that land we've already remodeled that area here's the information here's the data it's just huge yeah um you know so it's it's just another string of your bow like isn't it? yeah it is now it's really interesting thank you mate and uh, like i say a really important message i think in terms of that pivoting just um if we can if we can just take a um a step backwards um, mm -hmm. and, um, and just uh, for the last couple of minutes, just where, where did you start? Cause it's, you know, it's good known about the pivot and where you are now, but where did mm -hmm. you start out and, and what did that first little bit of the journey look like just in, you know, a, a kind of 30 seconds or a minute summary? Yeah, sure. So probably about five years ago, I was in that moment, which I described earlier of why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, and you know, Liked, liked the thought of drones, liked providing data, was interested in photography, and I thought, how can I make a business out of it? Um, and that's where I you know, did, did a bit of Googling, and obviously you are very hard top of the list of um, reviews and um, top of the list of you know, quality training. And 
I booked booked a, a, a course, um, and it's in that course really that I realised that if I want to make a business out of it, I need I need the grounding and the grassroots to to help me. And um, I think it was soon after that. I think it probably probably a year into my journey where I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't wasn't getting the leads and uh, to be honest i was waiting for leads yeah um i was waiting for them calls to come i was sat by the phone waiting for it to ring i was you know on the various sort of subscri- subscribed channels to get leads but wasn't getting them um or was on a race to the bottom when i did get one <laughs> um and it 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 was then that the free comma free comma club at the time i think it was called wasn't it yeah uh, two comma club we called it yeah two comma club yeah, it, yeah maybe three um, <laughs> yeah one day <laughs> <laughs> one day uh two comma club and um you know really like the sound of of you know getting in front of you um and having some of your time and seeing what you've achieved and learning from that and bringing that into my own business um and and it was through that course that actually i then started to generate my own leads and started to get out there and you know i was doing a few videos and um you know live videos and posting them online and it 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 was then that sort of switch from waiting to getting out there and doing the uncomfortable which was getting in front of a camera and um, sharing videos and you know picking up the phone and sending cold emails never like doing any of that but yeah you have to one of us do successful <laughs> so again none of us do none of us do no exactly <laughs> um but that, and, and that's probably the biggest part i took away from it and then it was it it, it was the, about the data so learning some of the processing software and um not making a mistake actually which is really good to mention of of buying every single piece of kit and every bit of software yeah and, and and spending all your money on that and then not having the drive and the passion and the desire to get out there and get clients first. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough. I learned from the two comic club not to make that mistake. Yeah. Um, and I didn't do that, but what I did do was then as I built clients up, I then I got an inspired to, and yes. then I got a subscription to pix 4 d because I had a client who wanted 15 sites, um, 3D modeling, et cetera. So it wasn't until I knew I had, sort of like a purchase order you like before i invested in some of them high ticket items yeah and that's it right like uh, again people who have been following the podcast if you haven't been following the podcast there's episodes about this you know we talk about this inside the the drone mentor group as it is now on facebook so please come and join that you can find the link on the the homepage on the website dronementor.com um you know work out who your target client your ideal client is the target market you're going for and that is what's going to dictate the equipment that you get because you all you need is something that will capture the data for that client. You don't need to go out and buy your M30T thermal mega turbo. You know, you don't need that at first unless that's the market you're going for and you've got some kind of revenue potentially lined up. I think a lot of people if I'm honest, come into, and we know this, right? People come into this industry because it's shiny and attractive and we're magpies mm-hmm. and we like the new tech and they come in and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get the latest, you know, the latest Mavic and all this sort of stuff. And, and it's a way to justify it is by trying to make some money, but then don't be fooled into thinking that you're going to make money because you bought the kit. Get, if, if you're in that place, get the kit because you enjoy it. 
and you might make 50 quid on the side, right? Get the, mm-hmm. get, you know, because you want to play with the new toys and the shiny new tech. If you want to come at it seriously and make money from it, you need to learn how to do that. You need to learn how to build a business and you learn, need to then get the right tool for the job. You know, if you were going to go out and be a plumber, you wouldn't go and buy an electrician's toolkit and, and then wonder why you weren't able to go and fix leaky pipes and taps, right? Yeah. You'd be like, what? No, oh, I can't do that with my probes and my tester. Well, no, because it's the wrong tools for the job. So yeah. work out what your job want, what you want the job to be. And then see, so there's two different groups, I think, within, yes. within this. Yeah. Uh, and many, many of my, my clients, and, and when you're early on, you, they want to meet you at the site and they want, to, they want to see the drone flying in the air and they want to see you operating it, which is really attractive at the time. You know, this is great. But then when you send them the images, and if you've not spent the time to learn how to process images and how to get the best out of it and supply them the reports they need, that's what they remember. Yeah. They don't remember you standing there flying a drone. Yeah. Because that's just an instant instant like, isn't it? And by yeah. the time they've walked away, they forgot about you. Um, they'll remember you when they have to go back and look at the data. And yeah. if it's not good enough, you won't get the return. Yeah, no, that's absolutely it, mate. And um, <clears throat> it's a nice little segue, actually, from uh, from what you said before. <laughs> Thank you very much. It wasn't uh, wasn't set up. Um, the you know the, Peter mentioned about something we used to run called the Two Comma Club, which is where um, it was six weeks of training and like 140 videos, wasn't it, that I did online? And yeah. then we had um, at the time. Can you believe we had in person? group coaching um what (laughs) it must have been a long time ago um yeah and actually it was such a shame actually for many reasons obviously the pandemic was such a shame but it was such a shame that that came when it did because it stopped us in our tracks in terms of rolling that program out you know we we did it with Mm -hmm. um group coaching with yourselves and and a group of i think there were 12 people in each group 12 people in your group so 12 people in each group we had three or four groups going through in the kind of initial cadre of people um and then yeah the pandemic pandemic hit and we weren't able to continue doing that unfortunately but what is cool is that now from this the people who engaged with us and there are loads of you actually i think from your group in particular there's quite a few of you who are now you know you see you guys all over the industry because you've taken the things that we taught you've taken the coaching that we did um and and run with it and and i think that that's that's testament hopefully to you know there's no there's no fluff. There was no fluff in there. It was just, this is the truth. This is how we've done it. And these are the mistakes I made. And this is how I've then recovered from those. And this is how we, um, how we suggest you do it going forwards. And I think, like I say, you know, seeing people such as yourself and, and the others in there who I, who I probably will get on the podcast at some point, to be honest, because it's great yeah. for everyone to hear. Um, and we're launching that again in a slightly different way um, in the next couple of months we've got a, a smaller course coming out that should help people um in the meantime um and then that one is coming out again but we um so keep an eye out for the drone business blueprint course that's what uh, that's yes. what that one will be called so um because that's what it sets out right for your business to to be able to grow and the marketing and all that side of things i mean you see you do you see sometimes on um you see entrepreneurs and um you know, people on Dragon's Den or the actual dragons. So some you see some of the interviews they do, and they always describe the moment where they they started. Yeah, and they always go back to that person for advice. Yeah, um, and and I describe that as our as our journey over the last two and a half years. It's always like, you know, if there's something that 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 I I, I need to help with, I always go back to my videos or I pick up the phone and and, and talk with with yourself because yeah. it, it's not just the course it's that it's building that relationship isn't it and 
um, it gives that grassroots and you, you always remember their moments and, um, you know, they always, um, you know, stand you in good stead for the future. So, you know, I really appreciate that, that, that time with the two comic club and, um, I'm sure lots of people through this new drone mentor program will learn a huge amount from you. Yeah. Fingers crossed, mate. That's the plan, right? Is that we can make more people successful um, and to change their lives and their families' lives and to get away from jobs that potentially they don't like or um, that don't give them their passion or allow them to explore those and, and move forward. So, yeah, thank you ever so much for joining us, mate. I know you're very busy, um, but for taking the time out and for helping, hopefully, everybody else to understand that it is okay to pivot if you are able to do so and you've got a passion to uh, to move stuff forwards. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers, mate. I'll catch you soon. So I hope you enjoyed that interview, found some useful nuggets in there and um, and hopefully, you know, an inspirational story that there is no reason why you can't go out and model and, uh, um, you know, make that pivot if that's what you want to do. Um, and hopefully, like I say, interesting and useful. Um, please send your thoughts and feedback over to me. Hello at thedromentor.com. Go and join the Drone Mentor community over on Facebook. We have a free group, free group over on Facebook. Um, and to find that, just go to the dromentor.com homepage. And in the banner at the top, you'll be able to find our join the community, um, join our free Facebook group. There's a button there that will take you straight to it. I look forward to seeing you inside. Please let me know your thoughts. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you this week. I've been Matt Williams. Fly safe and blue skies. <laughs>